On this week's show, we look forward to the weekend as club football returns. We'll have a look at the international break in brief, and then we'll get into the whole game. I'm Simon, and this is the Progress with Unity podcast. Superb introduction there. Well, can, Bar- I, can I just pull you up on your superb introduction? Because you said welcome to this week's show, this yep. week's programme. It's not a show because you don't see anything. I know that's a bit technical, but it's a week when there's not a lot of football to talk about, so... It's 30 seconds filled. Fair enough. Barry, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks. You? Yeah, not bad, not bad. And Paul? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm... Come on, can you? Now you're looking forward to this week's show. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right then. So just the three of us in the studio tonight. Um, Who's everybody else? Well, part timers. I think Adam, old Adam's on away on official business, uh, footballing business as well. By the sounds of it, young Adam is. He's still recovering from Club England. Club England. No doubt. Right. We'll have a little chat about England, and Aaron. Centre late. Um, oh, he's back at college, isn't he? That's mm, what it is. Homework. Doing his homework. Mm-hmm. Right, so without further ado, let's have a look at um, the last couple of games. Uh, it ties into the, the international element. Uh, we'll start off with England. Uh, two wins. For me, quite boring. Watching England at the minute. Um, and we're getting good results. Alright, yesterday might not be seen as a good result, conceding three against Kosovo, but. Um, you still yeah. get three points, don't still, you? Yeah, you do get, and they got a good result against the Czech Republic at the weekend, beating them. So, um, yeah, two wins for England. But it's the, the, our internationals that we want to look at. Kiefer Moore made his Wales debut last night against Tuesday night. Cheers, Tuesday night against team. I, I want to say Armenia, but it wasn't. Cannot remember for the life of me who he so played, played against. Yeah, put up we get it. Played around seventy minutes. Um, played around seventy minutes yesterday. Um, so it's, it's quite good for him. Been out injured. Um, getting minutes on the table. From what I saw of him, he looked pretty decent. A one 0 win they got in there as well. Yeah, and it was Gareth Bale missed an absolute sitter. Yeah. But I mean, they'd be struggling without him. I mean, they've got big key up front, but uh, Belarus, Belarus, that's what. I, I, and Azerbaijan on Friday. Yeah, all the big boys. So um, yeah, cracking, um, cracking for key for good news for us. He's out. He's played. So obviously, it makes him in contention for <coughs> Saturday's game against. Hull City. But it helps with the fact that he, he came to us without a lot of pre-season, didn't he? Yeah. So, so it's, it it's almost like a pre-season game, isn't it? He's had two, a week or two in the camp. I mean, we've said before, haven't we, international week, it's all about just making sure you get him back in either the same yeah. state or a better state than what you sent him. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, before we carry on, we've had um, a few players coming back. Pilkington plays against Morecambe. Um, scored two goals yeah Jamie Jones featured so there's a few players who a few first team players or fringe players who were playing at the uh, this week behind closed doors it was was a cup game wasn't it for the um, development team 
So good news to get those players back. So we've got players coming back in, which can only assist us because Pilkington was a massive uh, benefit at the beginning of the season. But we'll come into that a bit later on in the programme. Sorry. Um, Scotland, they played Roberto Martinez's Belgium. Um, number one, are they number one ranked team in the world? They're definitely up there, aren't they? Might be if Bobby's in charge. Yeah. Um, Marshall in goal. Mulgrew at centre back. Belgium for Scotland nil. Yeah. Uh, none of the goals Marshall's fault, and, and the friendly international they had. Yeah, cracking game in that yeah. as well, didn't you? I, I did watch um, a bit of the Scotland game against Belgium, and I thought they both looked all right. Um, so again, game time, which mm. is you know is the important thing. They've not had two weeks doing nothing. So confidence, position goalkeeper, and like you said, none of the p- goals were his fault. So hopefully, get some confidence um, when he goes back into the, the uh, Latics team. He's got over that dodgy start, hasn't he now? Hopefully. No, he got that. He got a lot of people's man of the match. Yeah. So yeah, a couple of decent international performances, and he put it all behind, you know. Mm. We got two young lions out: Joseph Geldhart and Jensen Weir. Same, um, same two again, isn't it? Yeah, and it's great to see Latics being represented at that level. Yeah, uh, Geldart played <coughs> featured in all three games. He came on as a sub in the in the first one. I think that was um, was it against Korea or somebody, someone like that yeah. Asian team. And then he started the next two. He started against Brazil as well, um, and they, they, they came through them all um, without suffering defeat. So they did well. Yeah, Jansen Weir did uh, did quite well too, I believe, uh, but. He's been making headlines, Gelder, for all the wrong reasons as far as we're concerned, hasn't he, recently? Yeah, he's been linked with a couple of clubs, um, Liverpool, Wolves, to name two. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it's just paper talk, and um, if any of those CEOs are listening, he, he's not that good, he, he's, yeah. uh, we better stay in a championship club for a few it, years. It's, it's quite reminiscent of uh, the time Warren Aspinall broke into the team at the Ticks, uh, almost, I mean... It's to do with the race, isn't it? You know, almost immediately he was on on the radar of of big clubs. He ended up signing for Everton and staying with us on loan yeah. for, for the season. But um, I'd like to see Gelder play a few games. I don't think the time's right for him to move on anyway. Uh, That's it. For me, for me, I'd like to see them stay on. You look at the likes of Flores and Tim Chow, Chow. Um, you know who. Had the potential, and uh, he's, he's better. Yeah, he's a lot better. It's funny enough, actually, Tim Chow is now playing out in China in the Chinese Super League. Um, so, for a team that finished mid-table last year, because um, he's, he's is he Taipei by nationality? Chinese Taipei. He's Malaysian, isn't he? Malaysian. Malaysian international. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's main, isn't he? Main man. Yeah. Chow. Chow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good to see that everyone's come through unscathed. Taiwanese. Taiwanese, that's the one. Um, bit of news from the club, I don't think we covered it last week. Calm Wang has made the switch to oh, Shrewsbury. Yeah. To Shrewsbury. Um, for the rest of the season, that one. It is, yeah. He, I think he moved on. <laughs> I don't know, it's Wednesday, Wednesday evening after yeah. he was recorded, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, 
that's a great move for him because that having seen him against QPR uh, he, he wasn't ready for the step yet how does that leave us though top well we've got two players three players haven't we if you count Windass we've got Windass Moore and um, how far is Windass away from first team Ghana is the other one that you're after yeah, yeah Ghana and yeah. Joe Hart if you pull him in because he's yeah. had a goal in the other way yeah you, you won't like to think he, that you're relying on a 17 year old weekend but it, it always but you, sometimes these things happen don't they yeah you know you, with the best will in the world you plan spare in every position Sometimes the ball, you know, look at our left back situation last season. Well, do, do we? Do we can look at that actually. Cover and what we what we've got because obviously we've got we've started from goal. We've got Marshall Jones, um, the young lad we got from Stoke. I think we're all right in that department, aren't we? Cover wise, right back we've got Nathan Byrne, Sterling. What did you rate of him when we saw him against Stoke? He played against Morecambe, didn't he? Uh, I don't think we saw enough of it make our minds up. I wasn't, you know, overly impressed, but it was first showing for him. He looked nervous. Uh, he had a, some good reviews last season when he was at Coventry, so there must be something in him. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's a little bit too early. Whether we could, you know, again, it, it's, it's if anything happens and, and you know he, he becomes a regular for three or four weeks, are we going to struggle a bit? That's that's the fear with it. And you know we've got Fox, Kipre, Dunkley. Uh, Mulgrew I, th- I think Mulgrew coming in has been fantastic for, for the centre backs because um, it just look, what, going back to the Barnsley game he was um, the way he played that game I, I'd say he'd be first choice in that back line for me to be yeah. well, on, you, on the team sheet you look at it and actually you fancy that of like four four or five of them any combination could do a, a really good job. Yeah. You know, you, you, the, the problem is you just see you, you see a couple of bad games from the team and a, a couple of dodgy games from one or two players, and suddenly you just go, oh well, he's not good enough. And that, actually, with a bit of confidence, they're perfectly good enough. I think it's it's just looking at getting some. You need to have that consistent, don't you? It's uh... yeah. Well, I, I mean. A lot of the squad at the moment, I, I still think you're settling down, trying to find you, you, your first choice eleven. You know, you, even if you can't necessarily play that eleven because of injuries and what have you, but at least know who your best eleven players are. And I, I, you know, I don't necessarily think we're there yet. I mean, I, I was going to go through the through the team, but the more I think about it, the more we have got covering each position. Thinking about a first first team eleven, what what, what would Barry, what would your first eleven be? Well, Everyone I, fully fit. It, it depends quite a lot on uh, who you're playing and, and if whole you're Saturday away. away. Whole yeah. Saturday away. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't like to pick one really, but um, I mean, well, you're if you, have to. If you're forcing me, then I'd have uh, uh, probably Mulgrew and Dunkley centre backs with um, Robinson and Burnett right, right and left back. Midfield of Sammy Morse. Um Evans. I don't know. I don't know. Thought uh, yeah, yeah, stood out for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a, especially the first half. Yeah, but then you think, Barnsley, but think you're going to fit, fit your wingers in as well, aren't you? You're, yeah. you're attacking uh, wingers, and and are we going with the front three? See, there's a lot of there's a lot of options. Yeah, and, and a lot of 
to and fro in that, you know, that's one of those where... You'd have to find a place for Pilkington because he's, he's such yeah. quality about him. Yeah. And, and if Windass is fit, I think he's, he'd be our number 10 because he's got that movement. Um, Garner's is your number 9 if he's fit. Well, or fourteen. So, we've, you know. we've not brought Moore in. For now, yeah. See, so that's what I, the yeah. whole. Yeah, the whole thing is, you don't know. I, I, and I think Cook will come in for a lot of stick off the back of any dodgy result, and basically, it's so so easy to say, well, yeah. you know, he's got it wrong. He should have started with Gavin Massey, and you know, and, and that makes sense because. On his day, Gavin Massey can be a great player, but you don't know why. No. Cook chooses. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's, you can't win as a football well, I've also got a spanner in the works here, though, because when I look at that team then and you start picking it, um, apart from the back, Sheldon McGrew in the back line, and perhaps Byrne and um, Robinson Robin. and Marshall, there's nobody else jumps out as having, apart from Pilks, everybody's always injured. With all that quality, mm. it, for me, it's 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 a team. I hate to say this, and I think we might come on to it. It's a team at this moment that's going to struggle this season because mm. I don't think there's enough quality in there. Well, we'll have a look at that. So, looking forward, we've got five games now to so the next international break, which we can't all wait for, can we? Well, you're talking England. I've not closest I came to watching England was seeing things on Twitter when they were saying oh it'd be more it'd be dead interesting if they if Kosovo got a fourth mm. I was like what the bleeding hell's going on here and then I realised England has got five so it was like right okay so that between now and the next in, uh, international break with five games yep we've gone six games without a win okay so we're looking at oh, I sound very pessimistic don't I so we're looking at the, the games coming up. We've got Hull away. Yep. Chelsea at home. Yep. Fulham away. Friday night. Friday night, if you feel all right. Uh, that's followed by a home game against... Birmingham. Birmingham, the Blues. And, and uh, then we we'll finish off away at Sheffield Wednesday, don't yeah. we? So <sighs> there's three games in there where you, 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 you target wins. Gone. Where's your three wins? Hull. Okay, away. All right. Yeah. Birmingham and Charlton. Charlton. They'd, they'd have to be targeted as three points for me. Um, possibly the way Charlton's playing and the way we're playing, you might be grateful coming away with a point. But having said that, I don't. The way the Looking back to last season where we, where we had this started this season, I don't see us getting anything on our travels. You just because that's the way we are. No, I, th I think it's that psychological barrier, isn't it? But we've got to break it. Yeah. I think the only good thing about all is they're absolutely crap. Yeah, but if you t if you look at the table, we're worse. Well, I mean, the points have all got five. They've got five, yeah. and the last five games, they've won one, drawn two, lost two, compared to us, who have lost four and drawn one. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, do you know something? We're either going to be saying, 
when we get to the next international break, we did, we did all right there. Oh, we're going to be saying, I wonder who, who our new, new boss is going to be. Well, I, th- I think, like, like I was saying last week, it's premature for me still. But if you go three, five games and you're still struggling, yeah. then you start saying, well, well that'll be 11. You start getting yourself. Played six yeah. now. So yeah. we'll be 11 into the season. You start giving yourself a time when you're like, hang yeah. on, we have to ask questions here. Unless you're seeing signs of things. Yeah. I think that that is the time to judge for me. Yeah. That. yeah. You, got, um, as I was saying, there was comments on, on the back of last week's episode. Where, where I said it was, you know, effectively we've played August games, that's all. But, you know, that is, because of the fact that we played on the 31st, that is where we are. Once you, once you get these five out of the way, you know what you're dealing with, then you really start asking the questions. Yeah, because, well, how, how, many, how many positions is there? Where's mid table? Seven points. Seven, yeah. So, we're three points off mid table. Yeah, and we're three points off bottom. And we're three points off bottom. So, he, he's got to get it right. Kiki's got to get it right. And, and there's no messing about. We've just got to, he's got to get it right. Now, there's no isports, maybe, sob stories. It's got to be right and we've got to do it. Second worst goal difference in the league. With minus seven. Yeah, well, we're playing a left back at centre half in Danny Fox. I know a lot of people rate him, but he's a left back. His career's been at left back, and we're playing at centre back. The difference Mulgrew made when he came in and played in the middle of that defence was, 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 you know, um, I won't say outstanding or astounding. It was, but there was a marked difference. Yeah. It was somebody who knew how to play the position well. He controlled it. Uh, he had Dunkley doing what he wanted him to do. He played well with Robinson. Robinson and Fox. Of, they've cost us about four, four or five goals this season already. What's come down through them two? Yeah, uh, and, and that must be a worry for Paul Cook as well. So, you can see Charles. I, I can see Charles Mulgrew keeping his position. I mean, Fox's injury has probably come at a good time, really, for for Cook to make a decision. He doesn't need to leave him out. He's injured. Mulgrew's come in, and he can ride with it. Yeah, absolutely. Is that absolutely just a? No, you know, are you no. moving me on or are you no, agreeing I, with I, me? I agree with you. Do you? I agree with you. Right. Paul's huffing a, a little bit because I don't think he does, but... No, but I, the, the thing is, the, the goals, when you're shifting that many goals as we are at the moment, they're coming in in all different directions, aren't they? You know, just every, everybody's at fault. I do think, it'd be interesting to see where the majority of our con- concedings come down. And if our... Uh, new resident that man could find that out during the show uh, the programme we will we will find out ok uh, as we look forward to the visit to Old City on Saturday we've got Hull fan or Tigerette Bobby on the line how are you doing Bobby? I'm doing well thank you how are you all doing? not too bad thanks yeah we're doing a lot better if we're outside that bottom three but <laughs> such is such yeah. is the championship I do relate, we are around about where you are and it's going to be a tight one on Saturday, I think. Yeah, it's, um, you, you've got a, a point on us um, and, you know, a little bit bit best, better form, if that if that can be said. What's the, what's the season so far been like for Hull? Um, in my 
opinion, it's been a bit disappointing as we ended last season on a high. We obviously had a different manager with Nigel Atkins, but he departed in the summer and now we've got Doncaster's manager, Grant McCann. And he's not had the best start. We, we've um, recorded one win and that was at home to Reading, but other than that, it's been less than impressive. How's uh, Leo Lopez settled in? He's actually settled in really well. Um, he's started four out of the six games and... Um, Personally, I quite rate him because I know that a lot of Wigan fans were saying to me that, you know, good riddance sort of thing. So, yeah, it's nice to see him doing well. Yeah, we haven't seen him because uh, I think he only played half a game for us, to be honest. Yeah, you, you get them players, don't you? You sign them and then you just never see them. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that, yeah. So, um, what, what needs to change for Hull and when is it going to change? Well, I think we, we really need to settle down with a, a strong starting eleven because we've been making a lot of changes game by game and we yet to really find that, um, that line-up that really works for us um, game in, game out. Yeah, have you, um, did you guys sign uh, Cal Melder? Um, yes, we did, but he's um, not fit at the moment, but uh, that's someone else that we're really waiting to make an impact. He's, he had he had flashes of um, being a decent player when he was on loan at Wigan um, a couple of years back. Um, so you know he, he has got potential. He had one great game, and that was against Man City in the FA Cup, which yeah. we won <laughs> one 0 again. <laughs> well, um, Hull fans are really excited to see us sign him, um, even if he's only a loan. But um, as soon as he gets into action, then I suppose we can see what he can do for us. Yeah. So looking looking forward to the uh, the game that keeps Casey on um, Saturday. Uh, how can you see it going? First of all, well, it's a tricky one because um, the other week we recorded two losses at home um, against Blackburn, which was the first game, and Bristol, which even though it was three one to Bristol, it was it, we dominated the first half, but we totally let it go in the second, and that has been quite a. Um, quite a theme this season we've got this tendency to kind of lose lose stamina in the second half but it's eased off a bit um, but it, honestly I, I couldn't say I, I, I worry I think it's one of them where for us it's a must win but equally for you you'll see it as a must win because we are I mean you can't call it a relegation battle now it's too early on but looking at the table it sort of is <laughs> yeah it is it's, it's the, it's, I was looking at something from the is it the whole Daily Mail? Yeah. Yeah, basically say it's, it's games like this that if you get a win, it shapes the season to be a reasonable one. If you don't, it shapes the season to be uh, one where you spend most of it in trouble. And yeah, I agree same with for, that. Same for us. Both the games last season, Bobby, finished 2-1 to the home side. And, and I mean, looking at your form last season, you started off relatively slowly, didn't you? And then you had that uh, mid-season peak where you... You know, you were flying at one stage and then for the yeah. playoffs, then you, and we were sort of the opposite to that. We started off really quick, we had a mid-season disaster, and then we finished strong. Um, I, I seem to liken the two clubs to be very similar, all the two teams, you know, and I think yeah. we'll be there or thereabouts together battling. This is how I see the season going, battling, you know, to keep out of that bottom three. Yeah. I, 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 do you, you know, what's your prospects this season? Do you, would you agree with that, or do you think there's a, a bit more to come from yourselves? It's good. 
difficult because last season I did um, predict us to be quite low down and um, definitely lower kind of bottom half. Not really, I mean, possibly relegation threatened and we were at the start. But um, Nigel Atkins turned it around and as you say, I think it surprised everyone in the league when we went on a six-game winning streak, um, beating the likes of Leeds. And, um, you know, I, I think it depends whether you have that kind of little run of form. And what you're saying about this big game on Saturday... If one of us does really perform and gains that confidence, especially the morale in the team is so affected by, you know, previous results. If, for example, last season when we beat you at home, it was a last minute um, winner, wasn't it? It was was. a a Jordi Device header. Uh, I really enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) One of the best ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, something like that, it can really change, um, kind of, what I'd say, the morale. So, I think it does depend, like you say, on these little results. Because if you can beat the teams that are around you, then you're comfortable mid-table. But if you're dropping points against, you know... It's, it's funny when you look at the bottom of the table now. Because I never would have said if you drop points against the likes of Stoke, Huddersfield. You know what I mean? It's not your um, expected bottom three. But, um, yeah, like I say, pick up the points around the bottom. I think you'll be all right. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I do worry. Just changing the subject slightly, uh, I mean the ticket prices are quite expensive, but what does the guy we know, he's taking his, uh, his young, young uh, daughter with him on Saturday, it's 18 quid, and, and I think she's, she's five years of age, you know. Yeah. Uh, have you had some troubles with the owners regarding ticket prices? As, as you, yeah, yeah, I have um, very strong opinions on this. So um, there was a vert in the summer and um, last season and for the last few seasons we've had a, like a flat rate so um, there's no concessions and this has been a really big debate between um, fans and the ownership. So um, basically concessions have been voted in and that's benefited like City fans in the way that now... Um, we have cheap membership prices because it's a monthly rate rather than one um, large price that you pay at the start of the season to watch for the season. Um, but unfortunately, they've now raised the adult price to 36, am I right? Is it 36? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then 18 for concession. So and this really angers me because I went to the England um, crossover game on Monday at the KC and the attendance, it was, it was 15,000, but we're not getting anywhere near that now. They had kids for a quid. So... Obviously, families are being deterred by 18 quid. Whether you're, you know, you're two years old, whether you're 10 year, years old, it's just not acceptable, in my opinion. But no, uh, yeah. I, I totally agree. And they're driving the fans away, aren't they? I mean, you look yeah. at the troubles some of the uh, health clubs are in financially, and what's happened to to Bolton, and obviously with Bury folding. Uh, yeah. um, you just think they'd try and get the fans back in, wouldn't you? And, and yeah. do good deals, uh, 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 you know, ticket prices, and. You, you know, uh, uh, the thing that they have in the Premiership, 20's plenty, I think that's that's a rule that could be dropped down to the EFL as well. I agree. I totally agree. And the problem with um, pricing out younger fans is it disrupts that pathway into supporting the club. And there is noticeably a, a huge difference in the amount of um, children in the stadium than there used to be if you, like when I was growing up. Do you know what I mean? It's really upsetting to say, if anything. Yeah, I can't remember growing up it was that long ago, but I, <laughs> I do know what you mean. Uh, there seems yeah. to be like a big gap now, doesn't there? Where, yeah. You know, there was always every age there, but there's, there's, there's slightly, I don't know, perhaps slightly, <laughs> the 8 to 14 year olds seem to be missing, you know, because they're getting yeah. charged as much as, uh, you know, adults are. I think it's the argument that um, you're not, you know, clubs are not reliant on the gate money. 
because they, they get yeah. the TV money. That that's the Premier League though, not the Championship, well, isn't it? Yeah. So, so the more your numbers are up, the more you can sell pies and drinks and all the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, no, get them in the door and then. So um, stuff to we will be covering ticket prices um, a bit later on our show. So Bobby, when you when you listen back later on um, to, to the show, um, you'll be able to uh, hear our discussion on ticket prices. Saturday, what score do you think? Let's get a prediction from you. And obviously, it's going to be a Wigan win. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I'd like to say two 0 to Hull City with Jared Bowen first scorer. Right, okay, so 2 0 Hull City. Um, well, we'll wish you all the best for the season starting um, after the game on Saturday. Um, and hopefully, we'll Thank have you. we'll hopefully have you back on later on in the season, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely fine with me. Alright, so thank you very much for your time this evening. Thanks, Bobby. No Cheers, thank you. Bye bye. Alright, so we can go straight into our whole preview around the table now. Good uh, little bit of insight from the op. Opposition. Yes, she uh, spoke very well, didn't she? Obviously, uh, pull through and through. Yeah. Um, so, how do we see the game going? We've got Gavin Ward in charge. He's from Surrey. He's had five games this season. Issued 13 yellows and three reds. He last reffed us in our 1 0 home defeat to Derby last he December. Did. Sent countless oh, minutes. Well, yeah. yeah, 15 minutes into it, yeah. Yeah, he sent Naismith off. Previously. Was that a bit harsh? Yeah, he, he pulled Wilson, Wilson Darby, boot Wilson, didn't he? Yeah. And he should have booted him later on as well, and he didn't. Because he he if he's 5 well. 3 reds and, and I'm 4 yellows already, yeah. we've only played half a dozen games, so. He's obviously a bit uh, bit handy with waving his uh, cards around. Previously we played to Hull 23 times, we've won 10, drawn 6 and lost 7. Last season, as Barry mentioned on the pod, it was 2-1 both times to the home team. Paul, how do you see Saturday going? I haven't got a clue. I'll be honest, I've seen two home games, different sides in each game, we've brought players in. So I don't know, I'll just... I'll just we can't play away, can we? I guess we're going to start playing away and I'll go 1 0 Wigan. Barry? Well, I'll. Uh, I'll it's away, innit? I'm full of trepidation, if I'm honest. And I don't think all are any great shakes. Uh, they've done a goal scorer, that's a problem with them, aren't they? They've got a goal scorer. Uh, but I'm going to be positive for this game. I'm going to say Hull nil, Wigan Athletic nil. <laughs> I'm going to go for three zip. To them, out of us. I'm not going to say which way. Oh. Just three nil. Edgy bats get two in. All right, now, um, as we do each week now, we've put questions out on our, um, well, open up the floor really to our, to our listeners to see what they think. And we start off with our very own Latix Spake, who says, how likely is Leo Lopez to score the winner on Saturday? <laughs> but Stuart Hart replied to you so we can a bit of conversation here thought we were playing Charlton this weekend shows no, shows what the I know Hull a team we'd expecting to be finish above uh, we ex, we would be expecting to finish above picked up Lopez on the cheap 3-1 loss after taking the lead again it could be the ultimate test says Lottic Spake oh, a pun that yeah. words a pun so Thomas uh, Adam's friend they had a bit of dialogue the other week on L Twitter 
and Thomas says, what should be done to increase our crowds? Is it time to give free tickets for some games to local kids, teams, schools, etc., in order to attempt to fill the South and stop the next generation supporting Liverpool, Man United, etc.? Sure, we'd all agree that season tickets are well priced. Would you agree that championship tickets should be capped at £20? Well, £20 plenty, as, as we said, but I, I don't know. I mean, we've spoken to Jonathan Jackson about giving free tickets away before, aren't we? And it's not something they like it, to it do. It gets abused, I, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah I think, I think the, the comment, I, I wasn't going to mention by name, but obviously you just have. Um, the comment that struck home for me was that, yeah, giving tickets away gets people in the door, but the problem is, if you do it too often, they get used to it, and then as soon as you ask them to pay, they're like, oh, I'm not going, I'll just wait till there's some freebies on again. Yeah. I, I, so I it's, think it's a delicate balance. Yeah, I, I mentioned Jonathan's name, because I think the club's worked with that, especially when they're yeah. in the Premier League, yeah. quite a lot, haven't they? And I don't think it works. The, the way to get people in through the door is for the team to be winning home games. And yeah, pushing up the table. Yeah, there um, needs that buzz again, doesn't there? Yeah. Uh, and that generates that's generated with results. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean there's two things, isn't there? Like you say, there's, there's results at home, and then there's the quality of the opposition. So, because you know, when you're in Premier League, there's people coming through the door mm. thinking, I don't care if we get beaten every week, because at least I'm seeing top play, you know, world class players mm. in, in some. In some respects. I mean, Banjo Tick says he agrees with Thomas. Um, him and his son are last season ticket holders based in Cumbria and they avoid the expensive away games on principle. They watch last season's Leeds game away on iFollow. 20's plenty. But right, yeah, I mean, when you, like, we're just talking to Bobby, Bobby the, about all and the prices there and how, how, how they had, you know, confrontation with the owner about ticket pricing. Um, you know, if you, you're not going to get people through the door with, you know, if, if it's in the 30-odd quids and 20 quid for a kid's ticket, because people can't afford it. No, and that's it. I mean, I, I, I'm in the fortunate position on a stable where I, I take myself and that's it. So if I've got to pay 40 quid, it's £140. If you guys take kids or grandkids, you're talking, say, what, if it's £40, or say £30 for a ticket at the away game, you've then got your kids ticket, you can take them all the packed lunch you want in the world, they're going to want a hot dog and a Capri Sun. Yeah, but you still got to get there. I mean, yeah, it's it it's up, still a country. It's, it's, it, you know, it mounts up to a hundred pound day before, because, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's I not mean, just the one day either, no. is it? Because then you get the bug. I mean, what, what's, what's the coach <laughs> price? Like, 20 quid to get over there? Mm. And they charge one flat rate, because it's a bum on a seat, isn't it, whether it's a kid or an adult, and I, I understand that, that, that working. Um, so there you've got 30, 50, 60, £90 before you even got to hold before you bought a programme. But yeah, I mean the other thing is there's, there's 23 of them to, to pick and choose from as well. Yeah. So if you get somewhere like all that's, you know, without, without... I, yeah. I worked girls. out. And when you've only won twice away in a year, yeah, uh, that's something that puts you off as well, to I, be honest. I worked out, in the Premier League days, I was going week in, week out, you know, in away games, and you're looking at nearly like over, week in, week out, you're about three and a half grand to do every game, that's just ticket and travel. But you were, you were an unmarried man in your twenties in them days, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. 
What I'm saying so is, it's a more disposable income than probably what you have now with your own mortgage and, and everything else. Yeah, and, and a business. So, Wigan Driving Skill proudly sponsoring uh, this podcast. If you're after driving lessons, please do slide into our DMs. But yeah, it's the, the cost of football is going up, but the money generated from football is going up as well. Let's bring football back to the fans. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, it's all going in the pockets of the agents and the players at the top level. There's more than enough money floating. You know, you look at the sums that TV put in for the Premier League. All they've got, you know, Berry going bust off the back of one player's wages for one week would we'll see him right for most of the season. I read something um, interesting on Twitter today. And it was basically um, another side is to do with the TV. That if you want to legally watch football in this country. Obviously, you can't watch three o'clock games on a Saturday. But to buy all those services, you've got Sky Sports, BT Sports, Premier Sports, Amazon, Amazon Front Row, whatever it is, it's coming in at just under 100, I think it's £90 per month just for the sports channels. Now, that's why people go elsewhere. But the money that is generated, because people will buy those packages, people will have that in. Now, Sky Sports is is kind of like a household norm nowadays, isn't it? That people pay pay that money. The amount of money that's generated that that needs to be fed back in. The Premier League is great; they get that money, and there's a lot of Premier League football on. There might be what four, five games on over a weekend. Championships get in there. There's a lot more Championship football coming in, but this is the reason I think as well that we're having such knock-on effects with clubs down the countries because they're trying to compete. But you can only compete if you've got the money. But the money's not being fed down the system, right? Yeah, a lot of the, you look at the transfers as well. The, the money's going out of the country, bringing foreign stars. Uh, yeah. I mean, they will they will buy the best players in the world because they want to be the best teams in the world. Yeah. Right? And Man City's pushing it, on Chelsea pushing it, Arsenal are pushing it, Liverpool are pushing it. All the top teams and they're buying from around the world. <laughs> and, but that ultimately means. The money goes out of the country. It doesn't filter down to, to it goes the likes of us. If, you, if you've got players that are English that are on an absolute fortune, the money's not filtering to you, is it? They're not, they're not going around to the local Aston and saying, hey, guess what, Barry, I'll pay for your shopping. No, but I mean, like, if, if you know, we sell a player... Uh, that, that's, yeah, as a club. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what, and that's what, as a, that's what the club are looking at doing, isn't yeah. it? That's why they want to improve... Yeah, because if we can go and sell a homegrown <coughs> player for five, six, well, you force that to happen. I mean, you can't say. Well, it, I don't think you can say to, to clubs you have to have you have to buy English. I don't think you can say that. Do you not think the clubs no. are having the amount of English players in your squad a good idea? The the, the right answer not is, really, no. is I have more money off the Premier League and distribute it down mm. the. So if if it's not a good idea, down the same and then let everybody do what they want. Say there's no quota of English players within in teams. Yeah, City will just go and buy out foreign stars and bring them but in. But you can only have so many. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you've got to have a quota of English players. You've got to have a quota of homegrown. No, I mean they can oh, only have so many. They can only, they can't buy a hundred players. Well, they could do, but they, but they, with they the twenty-five man squad of international stars. How does that affect us? But it doesn't. Uh, right. No, it doesn't Raheem matter. Sterling, can they find a better player in his position in world football at the moment uh, than just, Raheem just Sterling? One second, let me just. How does that affect us? It doesn't, because when they bring that team full of world stars to the DW on a wet Wednesday night or whatever it was in the F or Monday night was it in the FA Cup, they, they get flirted. But it affects 
English football detrimentally. That's why you need to have yeah, that yeah. cap. Yeah, but it, it, it's, it's not the cap, it's the fact that you're not flowing the money down from no, and that that's team... It. The, and all the money's going into the Premier League and if they're not shopping in England but it's not are, blowing down you put your cap in and they get players in like Rhys James and all the rest of it and they sit them on the bench yeah or loan them out or loan them out because if we get a loan player from say Chelsea talking Rhys James we're probably paying Chelsea for the privilege of borrowing him yeah as well as paying his wages or, or, or I, chunks of I, I don't think we paid for him did we but they say it, take him yeah but Ultimately, if he was a registered to us and develops as a couple of years registered to us, and you sell him on, that's when you get your payout back. Yeah. But and that's when the money that comes into the top of the game flows down to the clubs at the bottom. And that's that's the that's the key because I, I think oh, the, the quality of English players has improved vastly over the past five years. Would you agree or disagree? I'd agree, and it, it, it can get better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so now our players are amongst the best in the world. Mm. So English clubs are going to be fighting for their signatures. So that's going to going to drive the English market a little bit. So hopefully, it will start to filter down. We Look should. at Madison at Leicester. Yeah. English player, fantastic. You know, uh, he, he's generated two two fees there, aren't he? From where did he go? Where was he? Norwich, wasn't it? Yeah. And where, where did he go join Norwich from? I won't say Peterborough, but it wasn't. Was school. It? <laughs> school, I don't know. School FC. Anyway, school. this is a. Yeah, carry on. But yes. Sorry, so, I'm lost now. Yeah. Right, so, does anyone else have anything to bring to the podcast? What's really at the end, Barry? We're, uh... we're at the end on that note where I've got lost. That's not, I don't like that whatsoever. <laughs> um, ticket prices. Yeah, they, they need twenty. Is plenty. Uh, I mean, we can't complain too much at Arthur because we're one of the yeah, the best in the country. Yeah. Uh, but Leeds forty pound uh, away. Yeah, but you think at Leeds supporters paying that every week? I mean, you, you at the end of the day, the fellow football supporters, whether you like them or not, and, mm -hmm. and they shouldn't. Uh, you know, it's the same Bolton. I mean, how much is it always to go watching? Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Thirty-two. 30. And they have ended up with no money. So well, I, I. I stopped going Bolton. Yeah, I don't, yeah you only live a minute away, yeah. don't you? I can walk it from our yeah. house. Yeah. I stopped going. Well, we've walked it from here, haven't we? But well, yeah. Right, so 2020, that's what we're going to leave it on. So, we're back next week, we'll be reviewing a win at Hull, and then we'll be look, looking forward to the Charlton game, and another home victory. And that'll be two out of five wins. Fingers crossed. So without further ado, it's a uh, good night from me. It's a uh, good night from us. Good night. Up the ticks.